What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Ole Miss loses a big-time receiver while Auburn adds one, and CBS Sports has their post-spring top 25. We'll tell you where the SEC teams rank. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's jump into it. Plenty to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start over at Ole Miss as wide receiver Chris Marshall no longer a member of the Ole Miss football team. The transfer wide receiver that came in from Texas A&M this offseason has been dismissed by Rebels head coach Lane Kiffin. Kiffin released a statement, said Marshall's dismissal dismissal was due to a violation of team rules. Marshall was a big-time recruit coming out of high school. Five-star recruit in the class of 2022 was part of that special group that Jimbo Fisher had as uh, the top recruiting class. He signed with Jimbo's program over uh, offers from tons of different schools. He appeared in six games last year as a freshman and uh, had 11 catches. His season-high production came that week one game against Sam Houston. He had four catches for 41 yards. Largest largest catch of the, the season came for 18 yards in the Alabama game. He uh, last appeared for the Aggies in their October 22nd game against South Carolina. And on October 25th, he was one of those players, remember, that uh, the three players that Jimbo suspended indefinitely for that post-game locker room incident. There were reports they were smoking or smoking weed, whatever. All three of those players entered the transfer portal, and uh, Marshall went into the portal in the winter window and then announced he was going to Ole Miss and, by all accounts, looked really good in the spring. In fact, for those of you who watched the A&M or the uh, Ole Miss spring game, uh, he made some nice catches and even caught a touchdown and celebrated. Or It was a big catch, and he celebrated. Lane Kiffin happened to be, be mic'd up at the time, and he brought up, uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to go have a talk with him. We don't do that kind of stuff. So you could already see Lane Kiffin was having issues with him. Like, hey, instead of celebrating the catch, let's hand it back to the ref and let's run another play. That's what we do hurt Ole Miss. We try to run as many plays as possible. But, again, uh, the former Aggie big-time receiver and guy who was looked, you know, primed to have a big monster year coming in the Lane Kiffin Ole Miss offense, he is out. So Chris Marshall, we will find out where he is headed next uh, or what happens with him in his future. But, man, really thought he was going to be primed for a big season at Ole Miss. By the way, Lane Kiffin always loves to be in the spotlight. For those who missed it over the weekend, Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz tweeted a Subtle shot at Kiffin. He tweeted a picture of an Ole Miss baseball player sitting, you know, by himself looking sad under a goalpost. And Missouri and Ole Miss were playing baseball this weekend. And Eli Drinkwitz tweeted, time to sweep the sip. And he added Lane Kiffin. Well, Lane Kiffin responded on Twitter saying, quote, hope you're wearing your cool sweater vest for the game, pal. With a wink emoji. 
Lane will never, uh, <laughs> you can never just have fun digs with Lane. He will always come back with something personal at you. And, uh, yeah, taking a shot at Eli Drinkwood's wardrobe with the, quote, cool sweater vest, pal. Oh, SEC. Love it. Love to have coaches go back and forth with one another. Uh, in other SEC news from over the weekend, how about Auburn? We know that they picked up a big-time quarterback in Peyton Thorne on uh, the end of last week. Well, over the weekend, they went back to the transfer portal and added a pass catcher. This time, Ohio State wide receiver Caleb Burton. He's a former four-star prospect from the class of 2022. Did not play last year as a true freshman in Columbus. They had a very uh, deep receiving core there, as you know. He's 5'11", out of Austin, Texas. will have four seasons of eligibility remaining. He announced his on his social media he is heading to Auburn. And that's a big-time get for Auburn because they were had some question marks when it comes to this receiving core. But, you know, it looks like it's going to be a quarterback battle between Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford, although, man, it feels like Peyton Thorne's going to go in there and win that job and start. Uh, Tavares Dawson recently transferred out of Auburn. He uh, announced he is going to Colorado. The Tigers also added a couple other uh, pieces. We know they added Cincinnati wide receiver Nick Mardner. And uh, obviously, big body guy, and they're hoping he come, continues to develop and come on. And then uh, Auburn insider Jeffrey Lee also made a prediction a couple of days ago that Auburn could land Colorado transfer wide receiver Montana Lamonius Craig. Now, that's a kid who shined during Colorado's spring game before he entered the portal. Last season, he caught 23 balls for 359 yards and three touchdowns. So, this Auburn offense starts to take a little shape with some new pieces. We already like the run game. We like the offensive line that they've retooled through the transfer portal. And now, not resting on your laurels. TJ Finley on the way out. Robbie Ashford in, but not necessarily the starter. Peyton Thorne coming in. And, uh, and now some new receivers, and we'll see what Caleb Burton, the Ohio State product, can do for Auburn this year. Now, Robbie Ashford, uh, as you know, he is, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe not happy with the addition of Peyton Thorne, but he responded on social media very quickly, said, let's work, iron sharpen, sharpens iron or eagle. So publicly, at least, he is saying got no problem with it, but uh, he did reference... A Bible verse, Proverbs 27, 17, used regularly by players uh, during winter weightlifting workouts. Uh, he made nine starts, of course, last year, and uh, you know, primarily more of a runner than a pass catcher. But uh, obviously, this quarterback spot can look very different for Auburn, and we're just going to project and expect that Peyton Thorne is going to be the guy who wins this job. But I think there are still wrinkles for Robbie Ashford to play. His running ability is so good. I think you have to find ways to uh, still utilize his talents. All right, in other news, heading out to College Station, Jimbo Fisher adding a quarterback through the transfer portal. Former Fresno State Bulldogs quarterback Jalen Henderson announced over the weekend that he is coming to Texas A&M. He's a former three-star recruit. was part of the 2021 class. Uh, did not see the field much with Fresno State. Only had five completions on eight pass attempts but just adding some depth to that quarterback room for Jimbo at Texas A&M. Meanwhile, Mark Stoops adding some depth to his offensive line. Ohio State offensive lineman Ben Chrisman committed to Kentucky on Sunday. He's an interior offensive lineman, was a four-star prospect. 
the number eight interior O-lineman in the 2021 class. And the Wildcats, they have reworked that O-line this offseason. They're bringing in senior transfer left tackle Marcus Cox from Northern Illinois. They also recently added Cortland Ford from USC, Tanner Bowles from Alabama, and now Ben Chrisman from Ohio State. So a lot of new faces there on that O-line, but they need it. The Kentucky O-line was not great last year. Over at Missouri, former Jackson State linebacker Niles Gaddy announced he is transferring to Mizzou. He's a ball hawk and had a really nice season in Jackson State under Deion Sanders. I uh, originally rolled at Tennessee in 2018, but transferred out to Jackson State. He's from Nashville, so Niles Gaddy going to play at Mizzou. He had six and a half sacks last season at Jackson State. Also had a forced fumble. Also, former Houston Cougar offensive guard Cameron Johnson is heading to Mizzou. He will reunite with his former position coach Brandon Jones. He announced it on social media, leaves Houston after four years with the Cougars and uh, redshirted his first season at Houston. Moved up the depth chart to become Houston's starting left guard last year. So that is a big get for Mizzou. Cameron Johnson going to Como. Meanwhile, Alabama uh, transfer corner Traquan Fagans. He has committed to USC. Did not play a game last year as a true freshman, but... Had a lot of hype on the recruiting trail, so he is heading to USC to play for Lincoln Riley. A couple of uh, recruiting tidbits real quick over at Tennessee. Uh, they got a commitment from four-star edge Kellen Lindstrom on Friday night. He uh, picked Tennessee over the likes of LSU, Oklahoma, and Alabama. Ranks is the number 228 overall player, the number 27 edge rusher in the country. And the Vols now have 11 commitments, including three on their defensive line. So, you know, Josh Heupel trying to add some more pieces to the future of that defense. Meanwhile, over at Florida, Isaiah Williams, a big uh, wide receiver, he committed to Florida over the weekend. Billy Napier's staff gave him an offer a couple weeks back, and he's six foot tall, 172 pounds, rated four stars, the number 48 wide receiver in the class of 2024. He also runs track, so we'll keep an eye on him. And then lastly, Sam Pittman over at Arkansas. Got a reaffirmed commitment from North Texas transfer tight end Varkius Gums. Uh, he had committed to them or announced he was going to transfer to them earlier this offseason and then decided to reopen his commitment, took a visit to Cal, and at the end of the day, he decided to recommit to Arkansas. So whatever that is, he looks sounds like Gums is going to end up at Arkansas. So there you have it. That is the latest going on around the conference. Thank you guys for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next... We're going to get to CBS Sports' post-spring top 25 poll. That's coming your way in just a second. But first, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Great promotions every day on the FanDuel app and on their website. Very safe and secure easy-to-use app. You can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Right, run along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first 
listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers, and uh, make sure you go check us out uh, throughout this week. We're going to have some more great interviews of folks joining us, and I want to make sure you're coming back and checking us out. All right, let's jump into it as CBS Sports, they put out their post-spring top 25, and this is, you know, taking everything into account with your respective rosters to the transfer portal, the spring window, all that kind of stuff. They did their debut rankings back in January, and now they're doing the follow-up after we saw the spring and how everything played out. So here's how it shapes up. They had Oklahoma at number 25, Tulane at number 24, and coming at number 23, it's the first SEC school on this list. It is the Ole Miss Rebels. I guess you could say Oklahoma. We're still a year away from them being in there. But Ole Miss coming at number 23. This is up a spot. Pre-spring, they had them at 24. And here's what CBS Sports say. They say Lane Kiffin has won 18 games in the last two seasons. The total has been surpassed only once at Ole Miss since 1963. Of course, Kiffin has not decided on his starting quarterback coming out of spring. Still between Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders, and Walker Howard. Regardless, team's offensive firepower centered around their returning superstar running back in Quinshawn Judkins in the backfield. Coming at number 22, they have TCU. Number 21, UCLA. And right there at number 20, another SEC head coach. This time, it is Shane Beamer and the South Carolina Gamecocks. The uh, way too early spring rankings, they had them at number 21. So again, up a spot, South Carolina up to number 20. CBS Sports says life couldn't be better for Shane Beamer. The upsets of Tennessee and Clemson were historic. The third-year coach doubled his salary after an eight-win season. Can Beamer and South Carolina build off of their finish from last year? They hope to do so. They brought in a top-20 signing class. They brought in some transfers. And, of course, you got Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells back. And then, of course, this elite signing class with the five-star Nicholas Harbor. A lot of folks excited to see what that kid can come in and do with this team. Uh, moving up the rankings, number 18 or 19 is Wisconsin, number 18, North Carolina, number 17, another future SEC team in, Tex- in Texas. But coming in at number 16, it is the Tennessee Volunteers. Now, they dropped down a little bit. The 24 sports way too early uh, pre-spring ranking had them at number 13. CBS got them at number 16. And here's what they say. Joe Milton can throw it to the moon. Just don't ask him to hit the moon. That's another way of saying Tennessee's quarterback has had accuracy issues. The balls are inside the top 10 of one 24-7 sports ballot, but further back in all the others. This offense replaces some key playmakers, including Jalen Hyatt and Hendon Hooker. But Tennessee did take out Clemson in the Orange Bowl with Joe Milton at quarterback. He'll be on the preseason Heisman watch list. Josh Apple's program hopes to continue its surge nationally, but this time they are the hunted then we got a long stretch of teams that are just not in, uh, that are not SEC teams. We got 15 Oregon State. We got 14 Utah, 13 USC, 12 Kansas State, 11 Oregon. And we get into the top 10. Number 10 is Clemson. Number nine, Notre Dame. That just feels high for them. And coming in at number eight, Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. 24 7 sports, way too early. Pre-spring ranking, they had them at number seven. CBS Sports has them at preseason number eight. Here's what they say. LSU seemingly always is good on the defensive line. On offense, watch their wide receiver, Kyron Lacey, who had four, caught four balls for 92 yards in the spring game. One of them was a 70-yard touchdown. 
He said, go all in on LSU as a contender in the playoff hunt. Somehow the Tigers escaped transfer portal season with its top two quarterbacks staying put and welcomes one of the nation's most talented classes. Oh, and Harold Perkins is back on defense after a standout freshman year as arguably one of the SEC's best defenders. After winning 10 games in year one, proving he was ahead of schedule, Brian Kelly could make the final four this time around. Coming in at number seven, Florida State. Number six, another SEC school, Alabama. Feels low to have Alabama at number six. 24-7 sports way too early ranking pre-spring had them at number two. Here's what CBS Sports says. There's genuine concern now that Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner has been brought in to compete with Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow, and the Crimson Tide go from number one overall, number one overall player in the NFL draft at quarterback to now a big, giant question mark. They say Alabama suffered the biggest perception change following spring practice among national title contenders. The reason? Nick Saban is not settled on a quarterback for the first time in years. It's a legitimate talent question concerning the Tide who replace a number of key starters and contributors on both sides of the football. Tyler Buckner adds to the quarterback intrigue. And you replace both coordinators, it's always a concern. Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele, can they get it done? Honest questions there for Alabama. And rounding out the top five, they have Washington coming in at number five, Penn State number four, Ohio State number three, Michigan number two, and number one, it's Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. They were pre-spring number one, post-spring number one, and here's what CBS Sports says. Now that the Bulldogs are done populating NFL rosters again, there's no reason to believe a three-peat cannot be achieved. As many as 16 players with starting experience return, and the schedule is charm and soft. You're not going to find any arguments here. Georgia is a unanimous number one, according to the poll voters. With Carson Beck's performance at quarterback in the spring game, the return of Brock Bowers and other offensive playmakers, it's the first time in years we expect Georgia to perhaps be better on the offensive side of the ball. Mike Bobo takes over for Todd Munkin in the play-calling department to lead what expects to be an explosive unit. Georgia's schedule sets up for a 12-0 record and another number one ranking heading into the SEC championship game in December. But who will they be playing? LSU, Alabama, we will see. And there you have it. It is CBS Sports post-spring top 25 rankings. Again, we'll see. Some people will change up their polls before we get into July and August where they do their official preseason uh, polls. Thank you guys for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll be uh, having some special guests join us to talk about post-spring ball, so make sure you are tuning in for that. Uh, more in just a sec. All right, final segment here on Locked On SEC. And I just wanted to use a couple minutes to talk a little on the uh, SEC baseball side of things as well as a quick softball nugget. So let's jump into it as Alabama baseball, I think, has earned a hat tip coming out of this weekend. They went into a treacherous week firing their head baseball coach amid a betting scandal, drew national attention and scrutiny, and... In the bottom of the eighth on uh, Saturday, uh, they got it done. The uh, Tuscaloosa uh, Crimson Tide, they get it done against Vanderbilt with a series-clinching win, winning the series two games to one. And uh, Alabama is now homered in 39 of their 48 games of the season. 
They also hit multiple home runs in 13 of their 24 SEC contests. They're 32-16 overall, 11-13 the SEC, and they head to Montgomery next for a neutral site game against Troy on Tuesday. But shout out to uh, Alabama baseball. Man, it um, it was a tough situation that they got themselves into, and Jason Jackson uh, stepped into a, a tough, tough spot, and he has answered. So congrats to him and the Alabama baseball team. Meanwhile, Auburn baseball, they rallied to upset number one LSU on Saturday for their 12th comeback win of the season before putting it on LSU on Sunday. I think they had a six-run first inning with uh, six walks. Just kept They had the bases loaded. LSU just kept walking in runs on them. Uh, they run-ruled LSU 12-2 in eight innings on Sunday to win the series, a monster series victory for Butch Thompson's crew. So congrats to Auburn baseball. Meanwhile, Florida baseball, wasn't such a, a great weekend losing to Texas A&M, but history was made as Jack Haglione became the first player in Florida Gator, hist- Gator history to hit 27 home runs in a season. He leads the entire country in home runs. He's a two-way phenom. He tied Wyatt Langford and Matt Laporta with 26 home runs earlier last week, and just two games later, he made history. Uh, he's on pace for 31 homers on the regular season alone. He may threaten college baseball's current single-season home run record, in the BB core era since 2011. That was 32 home runs by Texas's uh, Yvonne Melendez. So uh, congrats to Jack Caglione. But the, at Texas A&M, they took down the fourth-ranked Gators on Sunday with a walk-off balk. Uh, Ole Miss, they salvaged their road series with Missouri on Saturday with a 20-14 victory thanks to a record-setting day from Calvin Harris. He went four for six on the day. Set a new program record with four home runs in the game. He also tied the program record for RBIs in a single game with 10. That was set by Charlie Connerly back in 1947. He became the third player in SEC history to hit four homers in a single game. He joins Florida's J.J. Schwartz in 2015, Kentucky's Bill Sandry in 1983, but he's the only player in league history to do so in conference play. Pretty impressive stuff there. And lastly, a quick softball note, Kiki Malloy and the Tennessee Lady Vols, they're the SEC's softball regular season champs for 2023. They rewrote the school record books in a 4-2 win over South Carolina to secure the conference title. Uh, Malloy put Tennessee on the board in the first inning with her 20th home run of the year, a new single season record for the program. And number four, Tennessee improved to 41-7 overall, 19-4 in SEC play. And they close out the regular uh, close out the regular season on Sunday, heading to Fayetteville for the SEC tournament beginning on Tuesday. So, congrats to the Lady Vols there, and that is the latest going on around the conference. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Every dayers, again, remember to check us out tomorrow. We'll be talking more SEC football, latest on transfer portal news, quarterback battles, and everything else right here on Locked On SEC.